What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Highline Hunter podcast. Um, you know, I'm not really sure who's going to be listening to this, given that there's already so many podcasts out there where people go to to uh, learn new information about hunting, fishing, conservation. Um, this is just one of many. Um, but you know, I'm out here on a hike right now. It's uh, mid-afternoon, about 75 degrees and no wind, which is extremely uncommon in my neck of the woods up in the prairies of Montana. So I'm about 20 minutes into this hike now and a um, little bit out of breath. So you'll just have to put up with that for now. Um, this is how I like to get ready for bow hunting season is to just put miles on my feet, break the boots in, and then just get my legs ready to start going up and down hills and long hikes. Um, you know, usually when I go on these, these hikes, that's my meditation. It's my self-reflection period. A lot of the things that I think about are related to hunting. And... I think about hunts that I've been on, hunts that I'm going on. Um, I'll put scenarios in my head. What would I do if this happened? Um, whatever it may be, that's usually what I think about on these hikes. And a couple buddies and myself, we talked about maybe starting a podcast and putting out some information that, that we have, some personal tips and uh information that we've accumulated over the years to help other people that might be newer into in hunting whether it be rifle hunting or bow hunting um we even do quite a bit of fishing but this podcast will probably mostly be focused on hunting so i figured why not why not start it right now um it's just me and the birds and the bugs and I'm walking along the Milk River right now, so it's the fish too. And, and that's all I've got right now, listening to me ramble on. But, oh, got a washout here that I got to cross real quick. All right. So one of the things that I was thinking about today is success. And how do you classify success? What does success mean to you when it comes to hunting? Now, I'll be the first to say that I think every hunt is a successful hunt. If you're out there in, in nature, in the wilderness, wherever you're hunt, if you're out there putting miles on your feet, actively looking to find that target animal, you're successful already. But I think that in today's age, with social media and then keyboard warriors, you know, you get judged from people that you don't know quite harshly. And I think that they've kind of painted a picture in people's mind that the only way you're a successful hunter is if you're shooting trophy-grade animals on, a, on an annual basis, which isn't the case at all. It shouldn't be that way. Um, you know, my Instagram page 
it's got a relatively small following compared to other, you know, influencers. I'm, I'm not, e- I don't even like that word. I'm not by any means an influencer. I just have a, a following on, on Instagram, a small one. But I've seen where I'll post a picture of an animal that I killed. And it might not be the biggest. I've shot fork muley deer before. Um, and you get people coming in with the comments about you should let them grow. I can't believe you shot that. I wouldn't have wasted my time. Well, they don't always know the backstory of how that hunt went. And it's really none of their business getting in the conversation of what you should consider a good buck or not. If I pulled the trigger, I felt good taking the shot and taking that animal. That's it. I don't care what anyone else has to say, um, nor should you. You shouldn't care what anyone thinks about the animal that you take. Um, You shouldn't take a picture of your deer and have to worry about what are people going to say about this deer if I put it on social media? What are the negative things that they're going to say? That shouldn't be your thought process. And unfortunately it is because there are people out there that criticize and bash and troll. And it makes for a, a, just a toxic environment. And I'd really like people to get away from that. You know, if that person pulled the trigger on that animal, they did it for a reason. And they don't have to justify it to anybody. But as far as success goes, like I said, if you're out there, if you're putting miles on your boots, you're sweating your ass off every day, you're going out and finding new landscape, new areas to new areas to uh, hunt, you're putting in the work. If you're out there shooting your bow or shooting your rifle at the range, guess what? You're putting in work. You're getting those repetitions in. Uh, Working out in the spring and summertime, trying to get yourself ready for the mountains or the prairies or wherever you're going to hunt. You're all putting in the work that you need to be successful. I've hunted like a, this is about my 12th year of hunting. I'd say bow hunting probably around eight years. It took me six, maybe seven years to harvest my first bull elk. And to this day, it's my only bull elk. And it was, um, it was a mega spike. Technically, they call them salad forks. Long spike with a small split on, bo- on the top of both antlers. But it took me six years to get that with my bow. Um, I only have ever really hunted elk with a bow. I tend to not have the time during rifle season. And I just enjoy bow hunting more. So I try to focus all my time and energy into that. Um, but when I got that, that bull, 
I was so happy. I got to share the moment with my brother who came out. He comes out with me um, almost every hunting season just to observe, help me pack out meat if I have to. Um, he's been the cameraman on a couple films. But I got the animal loaded up in my truck. And we're headed out, come across a couple hunters. And um, they noticed that I had some meat in the back and they wanted to take a look. Now, the one guy was happy for me, congratulated me, said, awesome, good job. But the other guy had this look on his face like, really? You went down to this area and you shot that thing? At least that's the look that he gave me. He wasn't even, you know, the, the comment that he made. He's like, oh, okay, good job. It was just kind of a condescending tone. And, you know, whatever. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but, you know, keep it to yourself. Um, at least he wasn't actually saying anything rude. It was just the tone of his voice and the expression of his face. Kind of that smug, kind of like, huh, look at this thing. But those guys, you know, they don't know that it took me six years to get an elk in that area. They don't know that I had three shots over the last six years on elk that I missed. Um, but I learned from those experiences. Every time I shot and missed on a bull, I learned what to do and what not to do next time. Every time that I failed a stalk, I learned from it. What busted the stock? Did I have the wind wrong? Did I stick my head up too high? Did I not notice the doe that was 50 yards to my left or right and she blew the buck out? They're all things that you learn. They're learning experiences. And it took me years to finally get it together. Um, now, of course, everyone gets lucky. Um, and there's a lot of luck that goes into hunting. I shot my first mule deer buck with my bow two months after I bought my first bow and started to practice. Um, that was pure luck. I, I saw a doe. I went to go stalk the doe. She bedded up in some um, juniper bush. And when I got closer... Um, I heard some noise off to my right and seven yards away, a three by four muley buck stands up. Had no idea where I was. I already had the arrow knocked because I knew she was close. So I drew back, I shot and I killed it. Seven yards away, two months after buying my bow for the first time. Now, yeah, that was luck that the buck was there, but it took me a good 40 minutes to, to go about 30 or 40 yards just to get in there as stealthily as possible. So I did put in some work to get that close to him. But it was luck. He just happened to pop up. Then I went to my, um, my elk grounds, the place I go elk hunting. And, well, wouldn't you know, I cow called a satellite bull into 25 yards. This is now three months after first owning a bow. And I pulled back and I missed, shot right over the top of him. It was an angled shot downhill. 
Um, just not a good angle that I had practiced. I actually hadn't practiced any angles. I was pretty much shooting a target that's on the ground from 40, 50 yards away. That's it, straight shooting. So what did I learn from that? Well, you gotta shoot angles, shoot uphill, shoot downhill, shoot, shoot from your knees, shoot from your butt. Not just standing there like a target archer and standing 40 yards away on your feet. So they're all things, all failures that you encounter on these hunts are learning experiences. And that's why I say, if you're getting the work done, if you're putting in that hard work and effort to getting close to animals, if you can get sub 100 yards to a buck or a bull, you're successful. If they don't know you're there from 100 yards away, you are successful. Because at that point, you're just waiting on them to either put their head down to creep forward a little bit further or for them to walk right to you. Um, and it becomes a waiting game. So I would say that the only time you should ever consider a hunt unsuccessful is if you just quit. You give up on yourself without putting in all that extra effort. You become discouraged because you spend all this time looking on Google Maps or Onyx Maps satellite imagery and you get out there and all the vegetation's gone or it was a drought year and there's no food there and you wasted all that time looking online at old satellite images only to find out that there's no animals in that area and you just give up. If that happens, just find a new spot. Try something different. If you take the same trail two or three days in a row and don't see any animals or any signs of animals, go to a different trailhead or get off the trailhead. Go over the ridge, go over that next mountain, go into the next prairie, wherever you may be, just try something different. Just because what you planned on doing doesn't work out, you need to have a backup plan. If you don't have a backup plan and you give up on plan A, well, I don't know what to tell you. You're not gonna learn much from that experience. You're just gonna be frustrated. Now you might be frustrated enough that you decide you're gonna put a little more effort in the following year, which could be a learning experience, but please just do not give up on yourself. Learn something while you're out there. Learn if animals have been there. Learn the terrain. Look at the vegetation. Do they have water? Do they have food? Do they have shade? Where are these animals gonna be? I've hunted the same elk spot for pretty much the entire 12 years that I've been hunting. Um, six years with a bow seven years now i've determined that if the elk aren't in one spot they're in one of two others there's three spots that the elk will always be in they kind of just roam a, a large circle if i get there on monday and the elk aren't there on monday they're probably going to be there on wednesday or thursday and then of course it comes down to can i get close enough for a shot are they gonna be in a location that I can actually get to? Things like that. I don't think I've ever gone to 
my spot and not seen elk. But I've only harvested one elk. Well, one bull. I've also harvested a, a cow with my rifle and I helped a couple buddies get their cows too. But I put all that work and effort into figuring out the landscape. It took time, it took years, miles of miles and miles on my boots. Um, if I go out for a seven day hunt, I average about 10 to 12 miles on, on foot every single day. So I've got the miles to prove it. I know all the game trails, well not all of them, but I know where I'm going. I put the work in and what it comes down to is just closing the distance and getting in to an ethical distance for me to take a shot. Um, so that's my thoughts on success is that just because you don't harvest an animal, just because it's not a trophy animal in no way, shape or form should mean that you were unsuccessful. Um, coming home with no meat and no antlers, it sucks. It's not a good feeling. You feel like you wasted your time and your money. But I can guarantee you, you probably learned something in that. And you'll take that into the next season. And you'll apply it there. And maybe you get a little bit closer. You actually get to draw back on an animal. I've gone on plenty of elk hunts where I don't even get to draw back on an animal. So, you'll have to excuse my excessively heavy breathing at the moment I'm going up a hill but I'm going to wrap it up real short so these are the kind of things that I really want to talk about on this uh, podcast if you want to call it that um, I just want to get my thoughts out there because I know that there's a lot of people getting new newly getting into hunting my brother's one of them and I just don't get the chance to when it comes to my brother, I don't get the chance to talk to him this much about things he needs to know. He lives in New York. I live in Montana. It's hard for me to really mentor him on hunting and bow hunting and, you know, things that you just kind of learn along the way. So that was kind of the idea behind this, um, this podcast is just to get information out there. Whatever information I can give to somebody to help them be successful next season or at least make them think a little bit differently about um, what hunting is and should be. Get away from the social media nonsense that you have to shoot a gigantic deer in order to post it. I'd really like to get away from that. Um, change people's thoughts on, on hunting and what success means. So, um, I know it's probably a, a shaky 20 minute podcast or whatever I'm on now. Yeah, about 20 minutes. Um, I promise they'll get better. That's if you guys want to continue to hear me talk about random things related to hunting. But, um, message me, uh, comment send suggestions maybe topics you want me to talk about um whether or not you liked the podcast like what i have to say you can tell me to screw off whatever i got thick skin 
So uh, hit that hit that message button and let me know what you think. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Links in the profile, Instagram profile. It's just Highline Hunter, H-I-L-I-N-E. Um, it helps me to determine what you guys want to watch, clips you want me to post, um, things you want me to talk about. So just I need a little bit more engagement from everyone just to kind of know what you want to see or hear about. So thanks again. Thanks for listening. Um, if anyone actually did make it all the way through, I appreciate you. So let me know what you think and y'all have a good day.